18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Buddy. Hey, well, first of all, guys, guys, no, yeah, for if, sure. I can, <laughs> if I excuse me, if I can interject here, I just want to thank my fans out there because I'm honored to have such great fans, man. And if somebody wanted to know how I could ever pay back the black community of rappers who opened the doors for me, it's Ram Ranch 85, 40 naked. <laughs> you jarred black 12-inch cocks, hard as rocks. What do I see pulling up to the cock ship, yo? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So... So I owe, I owe, I owe, I owe to the early rappers like Run DNC and the early rappers Chicago and New York and LA that have opened the doors for Eminem and Beastie Boys and all us rapper boys, the white boys. So my hat off, like I tell the interviewer guys, Cassius Clay was basically the first rapper man. I fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee. He laid the foundation for all of us, man. I love him. I love I love Cassius. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. So he laid the foundation. So my first song was a billion bucks. Yeah. I earned the get yeah, I earned the Gettys a billion bucks the way the treatment really sucks. While the Getty Museum sits atop Malibu, the corpses of World War II scream, JP Getty, we know you. So Getty supported Hitler in the in the late 30s while London was being bombed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, his mother was actually German, so they supported Hitler right up to, to you know, past the Battle of Britain, right up to Pearl Harbor. And he was bringing Nazis into New York City. He had a file of espionage for the FBI. And he was, you know, it was a pretty heavy thing. So I put this big oil deal together in Wall Street, the Getty Reserve deal, Wall Street Journal, like I was a multimillionaire, 22 in real estate. I had yeah. a gay, yeah, I had a gay friend who was, a, I just happened to be a billionaire. Yeah. So that laid my foundation. Like every time I go to Paris, I go to the Musée Rodin. I was inspired by not only Rodin, who was Scorpio as I am, but also Dante. So I go to like Firenze, Italy and Milano. And I was inspired by Dante, who wrote one of the greatest works of literature in the world called yeah. Inferno Divine Comedy. So it, Dante inspired Rodin to do the thinker in the gates of hell. So every time yeah. I go to Paris, Every time I go to Paris, I go to the Museum Rodin. And excuse me, after I was becoming a multimillionaire, I just became a bit bored with money and yeah. just decided I was going to go to Hollywood and do something productive with my life and leave a legacy thereafter. And it turned out to be Ram Ranch. Yeah. Um, how did you start in uh, Hollywood? So your was your original goals like, you know, filmmaking and uh, acting? Yeah, you know, like, listen, you know, it's like Elton John or Tool, you know, like sometimes when you strive to do something creative, you may not attain an academy for drama as an actor or director, like, you know, Ridley Scott, like Gladiator or, or you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. But the fact is, I'm happy with where I am at my career in the creative world. Like, look what Elton yeah. John and the Stones and Led Zeppelin have attained in music or Bruce Springsteen. So yeah. if, you know, I just threw myself basically at Hollywood, went to UCLA, studied drama, lived with Professor Levine, met Ringo at the Rainbow and Sunset Boulevard, going down yeah. Sunset Boulevard one night in a white Cadillac Eldorado with this kid named Michael. And he says, oh, so you've been to Switzerland? And I said, yeah, I've been to... You know, Zurich said, next time you're in Gestad, I'll have to try to make sure you meet my mother. And I said, well, who's your mother? And he says, Elizabeth Taylor. 
<laughs> wow. I was in Elizabeth Taylor's Cadillac with Michael Wilding Jr., her son. So, you know, <laughs> I, I was able to live in Hollywood for a few years and, you know, just, you know, work on movie sets at Universal and Warner Brothers and, you know, really, you know, get to know the inside track of Hollywood and, and, then, and then put the big oil deal together in New York to produce my films to get a reserve deal. So to be where I am now, particularly with gay rights being significantly taken away in the USA, you know, like I have a song, you know, be proud and, you know, like, uh, so, so there's offshoots of the music industry that I'm ever so proud of. Yeah, for sure. And of course, to succinctly, you know, establish how Ram Ranch came about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my first song, as I say, was basically to get back at the Gettys. I earned the mm -hmm. Gettys a billion bucks the way they treat me really sucks. That was my first song, which was rap. I would never have been able to do a song if it weren't for the early rappers. So rap was my core. It was my foundation, my springboard. So then I figured, like, I've been to Nashville a few times, you know, like, so, gee, my grandfather used to play the fiddle, you know, Orange Blossom special type stuff, you know. So I figured, okay, a nice cowboy song would be nice, you know. Yeah. So my mm. first song was yeah. Best Friend Jake, dedicated to my best friend, you know. So Nashville, they wouldn't play it, but they would take a donation to their church, which just happened to have been a, a division of the radio station. Oh, Excuse me. That's crazy. So they wouldn't play Best Friend Jake because it was about two guys. So then I wrote Lonesome oh. Boy in Tennessee, hoping one day to be as great as Brad Paisley and Dolly. And they wouldn't play that, but they would take a donation to their church. So then I said, fuck, what a corrupt town, man. What a corrupt industry, you know. This, yeah. this is the new level of payola through churches. You know, they take their donation. It's a tax free, you know, scam they got going in Nashville, you know. There's more religious lunatics and, and outfits based in Nashville, Tennessee than anywhere else in America. And they've destroyed the country music industry. So yeah. then I put out Cadillac Riding Cowboy. Yeah. Gulf Stream. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Gulf Stream Jet on the runway gets us where we want to go. Previs and tractor trailers in tow. I basically told Nashville where to go. I took out a piece of paper and a pen and started writing. 18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Yes, that's what I want to hear. And, yeah, man, yeah. and an hour and a half later, I fucking finished Ram Ranch. Can you, Where uh, did you get the... Oh, can you, for the audience, just um, have a recreation of the original lyrics of uh, Ram Ranch, the first one? Oh, 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 for sure. Thank you. Excuse me. Hey, hey, listen, and you know Doja Cat is up at YouTube doing this. Doja is she really? Yes, I sent you the link. <laughs> Doja Cat. Doja Cat is up at YouTube doing Ram Ranch. Doja Cat's doing Ram Ranch. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna send this to Doja. Doja Cat oh, visited oh, Ram Ranch. Hey, listen, That's crazy. I sent you the link for it. So, okay, so here is basically even the way Doja Cat is doing it. She's just fucking reading it off me. And, 18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big heart throbbing cocks wanting to be sucked. 18 naked cowboys wanting to be fucked. Cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch on their knees wanting to suck cowboy cocks. Ram Ranch really rocks. Hot, hard, buff cowboys, their cocks throbbing. 18 more wild cowboys out in the yard. 
big bulging cocks ever so hard, orgy in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big hard throbbing cocks, ram and cowboy butt, like a breed of ram wanting to rut. <clears throat> Excuse me. Big hard throbbing cocks, ram and cowboy butt, like a breed of ram wanting to rut. Big hard throbbing cocks getting sucked real deep. Cowboys even getting fucked in their sleep. <laughs> shit rocks. Cowboys love big hard throbbing cocks. And that's basically to get back at Nashville. Fuck. Yeah. That's, Where that's did you my get favorite the... song, to be honest. It's, Thank it's you. honestly probably mine. Thank you. Where'd you get the idea? Well, well, well before, make, before we do hey, that, hey, before hey, we... Hey, Col okay, Colton, okay, keep going. Colton, Colton, <laughs> yeah? Colton. Colton, listen, if I can interject here, I'll tell you how Ram Ranch 2 came about. There's a second right. one? There's, Dan, yeah, there's know? over 600. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, there's over 600. I I, I got 601 out uh, now. It's up at... Yeah. Oh, I saw the 600 okay, first. Okay. Yeah, 601 versions of Ram Ranch. Okay, so the fact is, I was up at Discord chat room, and this kid says, Grant, why don't you make a sequel to Ram Ranch? And I said to him, I said, that's like Dark Side of the Moon sequel with Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin doing Stairway to Heaven 2. I said, I can't do that. <laughs> so the fact is George Lucas is from the McDonald clan from Scotland. Eh? And I figured if George Lucas can do Star Wars 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, I could do, I could do Ram Ranch 2. <laughs> so I recorded Ram Ranch 2 and now I'm up at 601. Where did you get the ideas for all the the plot lines? You know, there's there's it's so basically much a multiverse at this complicated story. Oh, it's 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 absolutely. Well, like I've been to Scotland, eh, and my ancestors go back up the Glencoe, and with the English King William of Orange sent Robert Campbell up to our castle up in northern Scotland at Glencoe, which I've been to. And, uh, you know, uh, my ancestors wined and dined, soldiers, they were supposedly going up north to Scotland to check up on something. But King William wanted to, to, to overthrow the MacDonald clan, take over Scotland. So in the wee hours, like February the 12th, <clears throat> excuse me, 17, whatever, uh, you know, Robert Campbell and his soldiers awoke and they slaughtered 38 members of my family ancestors, MacDonald family in, in Scotland. Wow. So That's... the fact is, you know, like, here was Prince Harry out in fucking Las Vegas with his dick out and bare butt. So I figured, okay, Prince Harry's open season, man. <laughs> so Prince Harry, as you know, and even in 601 at Riven Rock, Prince Harry's been butt-fucked by the Blackcock gang, man. And Thor on the, Thor's on the floor begging for more. <laughs> So it just developed like Justin Bieber's there, Sean Mendes, uh, you know, all these characters come in and out of, you know, like uh, the whole storyline. So it's just fun. Yeah. And I think, I, yeah. And I think if anything in your career, if you can do something that you enjoy and have fun with every day, man, that's so important. Because I found even though like I was a multimillionaire in real estate, you know, I just wanted to do something creative that I had fun with, you know, so it's, it's important as you go through your careers, you know, like to pick something that you enjoy and have fun with, you know, totally. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, that you're enjoying we, it. Before um, we get to the next question, I totally forgot to introduce everybody. So, hi, it's me, Daniel Stewart. We have Colton Annable here. Down here we have Kate Rowden, Colton Annable's girlfriend who is here and hasn't talked. 
and of course the hey, great, hey, hey, the hey, powerful hey, Mr. Grant McDonald. Oh, gee, I'm totally honored. You know, hey, Dan is Stewart. You're I'm like totally Scottish, totally Scottish man. <laughs> Give me a break. The Wright brothers are from the McDonald clan, and Paul. Oh. Yeah, the Wright brothers, uh, no Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, the Ted Turner, CNN. So there's a lot of, you know, really important, you know, characters. As I said, George Lucas, you know, some really important, you know, members of the McDonald clan from Scotland. I thought Paul Allen was from um, American Psycho. No, Paul Allen was co-founder <laughs> of Microsoft with uh, Bill Gates. Oh, and yeah. Had, That's right. Yeah, he just passed oh. away. He had one of the biggest, he had one of the biggest yachts in the world with a submarine on it, you know. So the Allen family are from the McDonald clan. Co he was one of the richest guys in the world with Bill Gates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That so, makes sense. So it really, really seems like the McDonald family is at the center of the world here. Is this really in any way related connected. to, um, like, McDonald's as in, like, the restaurant, or is it different? I can see it's well. Different. No, it's the same clan. Like I mean, you know, the McDonald boys that put that together. And uh, I go back actually to the McDonald Tobacco Company from Prince Edward Island, Canada, and we donated like three billion to McGill University, Montreal. That's my family in Prince Edward Island. We came to uh, Ile Saint Jean in the 1700s in Prince Edward Island. We had 27,000 acres. Yeah. That, that were given mm. to our family on Prince Edward Island by by, the, by Scotland. And that's where we started. And uh, Sir Sir James MacDonald is buried in Montreal, and he was the founder with his brother of MacDonald Tobacco Company. And uh, they donated, you know, like a lot of land in Montreal, and yeah. you know, became one of the richest families in Canada. Yeah, gee. So, are you still in uh, contact with any of the very big, uh, you know, members of the MacDonald clan? Have you gotten in contact with any of those? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, like the McDonald Tobacco Company had sent me a, a, a videotape of the Glencoe Massacre, which they produced, you know, which was rather significant. And I had the honor of going to Scotland, you know, north from London up to Edinburgh and then west to Glen Glasgow and then up into Fort William and Glencoe to the actual site where our castle was. Now we're over at the Isle of Skye and over, like my family, the McDonald's, were actually go back to a Norse king, Scottish king, and an Irish king, yeah. Wow. And as I, as I was saying earlier, my dad was knighted by the president of France, uh, President Hollande uh, honored yeah. my dad with a knighthood because he fought Normandy in D-Day to Berlin. And my grandfather, uh, Daniel McDonald, was a surgeon major at Vimy Ridge. So, you know, and my, when my dad passed away in 97, not too long ago, he left me his title and his medals. So I'm really honored. Yeah. And I've been, yeah, I've been to France and to Berlin yeah. and, you know, Baden-Baden and down the Rhine. And, but ultimately a creative project. Yeah. Whether, whether it's Zeppelin or Tool. Or whether it's, you know, Ridley Scott picking one up for Gladiator or Titanic. To put something together that you leave into the world. And now gay rights are being taken away by those, you know, religious lunatics, the Republicans in the states who are just so corrupt. So now you see corruption in politics and religion at work. Yeah. So, so my song, you know, Be Proud could be a cornerstone to my career right now, you know, and as I was saying in the intro, and as we were talking about, I just did a, an interview there with Rolling Stone at New York City pertaining to this convoy that took over the Ambassador Bridge and Ottawa in Canada, 
against supposed vaccinations, but at their true core root, they were trying to create a coup like the January 6th guys in Washington and Ottawa to overthrow our government based upon their religious extremism. So, yeah. so the convoy, uh, you know, I got a call actually, you know, from Sean, and he said, hey, Grant, they're using your song in Ottawa, Ram Ranch. And I, I thought, oh, my God, I thought it was the truckers first. But it's actually like the doctors and nurses against the convoy idiots. So yeah. here I get this this text, you know, from New York, uh, you know, Rolling Stone saying we want to do an interview with you, you know. So I thought it was a joke first. And then I find out, I say, OK, I'm, I'm willing to do an interview like right now. So she phoned me up and we did a EJ e. Dixon out of New York City Rolling Stone. I did a 90 minute interview and about 14 interviews thereafter with newspapers all around the world. So, you know, I'm just honored that Ram yeah. Ranch just taken on an identity onto itself to stand up, you know, for our rights. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you certainly got a pretty big fan base. I remember there was a, so when I was probably like freshman year, it was a pretty big uh, I remember during a class photo, I, I probably could find it somewhere. Um, in the class photo, one of the students started playing Ram Ranch as they were getting <laughs> the photo taken. And so, you know, yeah, you know, and you know, like Asian Andy and Ice Poseidon, and like Asian Andy went into this great big, you know, techie convention and he paid the guy 50 bucks to play Ram Ranch on the whole PA system. <laughs> Did he really? And here, 18 naked cowboys have <laughs> big art dropping cocks. It's on the PA system throughout this whole building. <laughs> People so, used to do that at the basketball games. They connect to the Bluetooth because it was just open and they'd play Ram yeah, Ranch. Yeah, they would go in like to, to a home depot and take over their PA system or something and it would be playing all over the store. And, you know, the, the, the dudes would be walking around looking at a refrigerator, you know, pretending they don't know who did it, you know. And this guy in London, you know, he stops complete strangers on the road, you know, and says, hey, which, could you listen to this new song, you know, and it's like, please, sir, feed me more cum, please, sir. <laughs> The guy is listening, and he said, "I love that song, man." He says, "I'm going to play it for my family." And you know, Carl is saying, "Oh, really, man? Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever heard." He says, "You know, what does your uh, family think of Ram Ranch? Are they fans?" Actually, you know, like my mother, I once played a Bucking Cowboy tour. You know, that was before <laughs> Bucking Cowboy and Sucking Cowboy. I played Bucking Cowboy. I'm the Bucking Cowboy, bucking and bucking all day. And my mother says, you sure that's Bucky? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty mild in those days, man, the Bucky Cowboy. And then came Sucking Cowboy and Fucking Cowboy. I had, several, I had several people, um, once I told people about this interview that was going to happen, I had several, several people um, just be very excited to see like to hear you and to see you being interviewed and i had a few messages i don't remember some of them but there was one that was like tell grant that he uh he helped me oh i forgot it now he said tell me about bipolar disorder no he didn't say that oh gee i'm honored man he said he said tell grant that he helped me um he helped me hide my bisexuality to my friends Oh, gee whiz, I'm so honored to have fans that, you know, have come out and stood up with dignity and class, you know, and respect. 
excuse me, particularly like I've got a book out called Holy Foe, and I dissect the goddamn Bible into Leviticus and Jerodomy and show that, you know, like the, the homophobic shit that was written in the Torah like 5,700 years ago applied to priestly rules and rabbinical rules and have been taken out of context for so many years to harass us, man, you know, and it's such fucking bullshit. Anyway, when you go back to civilization represented 10 million years ago, you know, so this fucking bullshit, and I've been to Rome and, you know, like, it's like, you know, the, the, the women in, in Italy hate the fucking Pope and bullshit, the religious shit that's being perpetrated in the States right now and perpetuated, you know, fucking evil religion, man. So the fact is, when you realize that, you know, here's the fucking Pope in Canada right now apologizing for fucking murdering, you know, thousands of fucking kids because they wouldn't succumb to Catholicism. It's like when the Spanish came to the USA and fucking killed all the fucking, you know, Aboriginal people, you know, because they wouldn't bow to Catholicism. And it's such fucking bullshit when you go back into Constantine, who was basically like the first Pope who fucking yeah. used the Christians to fight his fucking battle. Then after the battle was won, <clears throat> excuse me, he basically told them to fuck off and then started worshiping the sun again. So it's just such fucking evil bullshit of 6,000 years into the Torah of fucking hell. So, you know, and then to, to, to apply it to us with such corruption that's even happening in the States right now with the Republicans. It's so fucking evil. And as I had said to Sean, you know, what happens first is that the women are the first to get hit with taking away their rights in Texas. And it's usually the states, even Canada, like Alberta and Texas, the oil rich areas that are the most evil, you know, like against against our rights. So you see Abbott there in fucking Texas and that DeSantis in Florida, the prick. You know, so you see the, the corruption of religion applied to our rights. So, you know, next is, the, fortunately in Canada, we have gay rights instilled into into our government and the Supreme Court. But in the States, you now see it being taken away. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're, like when you see religious lunatic parents cast their kids out onto the streets, you know, like it's shameful, you know, based upon a corrupt book of hell and hate. You know, which the Bible is, it should be banned because it's just a book of fucking terrorism into derotomy. You know, kill everybody in your family that doesn't have the same beliefs. Kill everybody in your fucking house. Kill everybody in your town. It's written in the fucking Bible. So it's basically a book of terrorism and hate. So my fucking representation is fucking love, respect, and fucking dignity, boy. Respect that. Yeah, if you fucking fall in love with your buddy or your girlfriend, man, you stand up for that fucking love because, you know, all that religious bullshit is exactly that fucking bullshit. So, yeah. you know, like, like to have the opportunity to, to communicate now, you know, like, fuck. It's such an honor. Such yeah. a true honor. Uh, seeing stuff like what's yeah. happening in the Supreme Court right now, I, I, I oh, think I saw corruption. the other day. Yeah. Corruption, man. Fuck. You know, like, uh, gee whiz, you know, those fucking Supreme Court judges are such pricks and evil bastards. But not only that, paid off by the fucking church. Oh, Because yeah. it's so corrupt. It's so fucking corrupt. That's why the church has destroyed the country music industry in Nashville. And I felt it, and I know it. But the fact is, when you see the Supreme Court and, and set up by fucking Donald Trump, the prick himself, just joking about this shit. I once said to Stephen Harper, Stephen Harper came in in Canada as a conservative, and the first thing he was going to do is to take away our rights as gay people. 
So he went in and had a vote in Parliament and it collapsed. Like Hedy right. Fry, who was a liberal from BC, she said, you know, I'm a doctor and have delivered many babies and I'm standing up for their rights. And that was like 9.38 at night and the vote was 9.45. Harper's vote collapsed. He walked out in shame and he said he was never going to open it up again. But the fact is, politicians, man, are out there as corrupt as fucking hell, taking money from the churches, and they'll do anything. And that's basically what Trump has been doing, putting these pricks in the Supreme Court. So when you see the poor women lose their rights for abortion, and as I say, in fucking Italy, they hate the fucking Pope. So the Pope can worm his way around, you know, like, like a fucking snake, which they are and take away our fucking rights or attempt to. So, you know, like it's up to us to stand up with dignity and uh, respect for each other, you know, and fucking love, yeah. number one. How, how have your, have you had any encounters with um, homophobia from your music and also just like in general? Oh, for sure, dude, like Discord, the whole Discord thing, you know, like I have discord.xxx goes straight into the ram ranch discord you know so mm -hmm. i've had all kinds of religious lunatics in there just trying to cast their biblical crap and drag their crosses through there and cause shame to ram ranch and fortunately all my fans and cool boys and cool girls have stood up for our dignity you know we've come out the other side you know like gee as i say what an honor to even do that, you know, Rolling Stone interview. But now to have 600, hey, I've got two half, two, I've got over 2,000 songs out. Yeah. 601 Ram Ranch songs, but I've got lots of cowboy songs out there, you know. And as you, as you know, Oil Rigger Boy, Camaro Cowboy, <laughs> Corvette Cowboy. Hey, hey, I, I, I was in Halifax. Sean and I were having lobster and the uh, filet mignon on the waterfront there by the sidewalk. And, we had just finished, so I get up with the waiter. I, so I, I said, yeah, I'm in the music industry. And he says, oh, do you hear anything that I might know? I said, oh, I've got the F-150 Ford truck out. And in the back, your butthole, I'd like to fuck. <laughs> and he laughed his head <laughs> off as I walked away. So, you know, like, you can have fun with it. That's number one, yeah. to have fun with it, you know. Yeah. We yeah. both make music, uh, me and Dan. Um, my friend Devin also helps me out. Um, yeah, and it's 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 all about fun. That's really what you got to focus on. Otherwise, it's pointless. If it's oh, yeah, if it's, if it's not fun, there's 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 almost no point in it. And I think your songs are a very good, like, like example of example, really having example. fun when you make music. I, I, I yeah, that that's like you know I've got about the thirty six dots, you know, like fuck ship dot xxx cock ship starship, and ironically, I've got uh, you know, but anyway. So my techie people who look after my renewals and things, you know, like I would phone in to Pennsylvania and, uh, and I said to, you know, Karen once, I said, yeah, my songs are a, a little tongue in cheek. And she says, yeah, I should say they're tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Big hard cocks, hard as rocks, erupted with comb, <laughs> come afloat. <laughs> tongue in cheek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slightly tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I saw a yeah. thing, I think it was in the Discord rules, about um, something about terrorism. Did something happen? Well, not distinctly, except for the fact that these NOLA characters come in with their religious crap. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, you know, I live in a secure condo building, you know, with 72 cameras. So 
anytime somebody harasses me, then I'm secure, fortunately. You know, so I've had threats, you know, fucking a-holes. We've, you know, traced their IP addresses and shit, you know, like, and there's just characters, these religious lunatics, you know, like, it's like, uh, what, what, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. So the fact is, hey, you have to be strong. You have to stand up for your, for your, for your creativity, particularly going into an area which, uh, you know, Ram Ranch has gone into. But hey, I'm, I'm proud of it, man. The way I look at it, if my grandfather could fight through France at Vimy Ridge and be a sergeant major, and my dad went from, from Normandy and D-Day to Berlin and was knighted by the president of France, I can stand up for our rights in America yeah. and the world. You know, hey, yeah, yeah. I just picked up a nice Corvette sports car. Hey, Did you really? If I, yeah, yeah. Wow. If, if, I, if I can't, you know, and I'm standing here right now on the 32nd floor, looking straight up into downtown Toronto on the lake, you know, my recording studios on the 31st floor. If I can't maintain my dignity and, and create a freedom, then fuck them, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I'm just, hey, I'm just lucky to yeah. have come through. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just lucky to have been a multimillionaire at 22. Yeah. And have had the financial freedom to go to Hollywood. And uh, put this big oil deal together in New York because of my alliance with Peter in real estate and through London and Switzerland. So that established my first song, A Billion Bucks. So, you know, yeah. I'm just honored to have come through the other side for my creative, you know, goals. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's really amazing that, you know, you know, going from the oil and also Hollywood and while be, still being able to, uh, you know, pursue this music career where you do exactly what you want and you don't really give a shit what you know exactly. what else where you yeah. can you know be talking about big hard throbbing cocks you know and please you know daddy exactly man come. you know yeah oh, big oh hard for sure they have fun and prince harry and thor on the floor prince harry yeah. oinking for more at river and the irony behind it all is that like i recorded prince harry butt in africa long before he met megan and long before he left the uk and then of course he meets megan who lived in Toronto of all things. And then he moves to Toronto and then out to BC and down to Riven Rock. And now he's living at Riven Rock and Montecito. And, and, you know, oh, what do we see at uh, Riven Rock or your know, Ram Ranch? Prince Harry's being butt fucked by the Black Cock Gang. <laughs> <laughs> and and Della and the Black Cock Gang, it's like, hey, the, hey, the Black Cock helicopters are landing. <laughs> I think you said you, you told me something about Andala once. Uh, I can't remember. Excuse me. How is he? Oh, oh, Andala's just a super cool buff, buff, buff boy, a student in Halifax. That is so oh, yeah. fucking and beautiful. So that's Andala is a real character that came through, you know, with Sean as as university students, you know. So yeah. they were written, they were written in as real characters. So you know. Very significant, very significant. I'm just honored to to have, you know, hey, move over J.R.R. Tolkien, man. Fuck, <laughs> who needs Bilbo and Frodo? And you know I did a fucking song in New Zealand that, uh, you know, Gollum is looking for the ring and he loses it up Prince Harry's butthole. And, and <laughs> Megan is going off with the dragon. The dragon is fucking Megan. <laughs> In New Zealand, and the fucking ring is still up Prince Harry's butthole. Yeah. 
and Harry Potter. So you can have fun just weaving in and out of these characters, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like 85 and of course seven, you know, as I say to my fans, you know, sometimes you got to record 10 songs to get a seven. You got to mm. record a hundred songs to get number 85. <laughs> So seven, what do I see? The, the Ram Ranch under lockdown, under siege, Black Raptor trucks, Harrier jets, U.S. Marines looking for Prince Harry and their fucking Prince Harry. <laughs> uh, do, you, but, do you remember any of the Hollywood uh, productions you were in? Like, do you remember any? Oh my goodness. You know, I was in FM at Universal Studios. I was in Sgt. Pepper's when Mr. Mustard was being kidnapped by the big balloon that night. It was so windy. I worked in all kinds of, I worked in about 27. I worked on Little Mo with Leslie Nielsen, you know, yeah. Ann Baxter. I worked on, you know, and then of course I was living with Professor Levine, <laughs> excuse me, who was a renowned professor emeritus at UCLA. He was gay and I lived with him, you know, Westwood and Brentwood. We pull up you know, and he was such a brilliant guy, man, Taurus. Like one day he would go with $17,000 with a Cartier, you know, Cartier yeah. fountain pads, Cartier watch, all the burgundy attache case. Next it would be downhill or Louis Vuitton. We go to Beverly and then Westwood, if you know UCLA is like, you know, such a magnificent little town, you know, on, you know, right next to UCLA campus between Wilshire and Sunset Boulevard. So, you know, like to, to have had the honor of living out there and, yeah. and working, you know, like, uh, gee whiz, uh, Professor Levine took me to, uh, drop me off at an Elton John show one night at the Hollywood Bowl. How and that, yeah, yeah. And at, at like uh, eight, eight seventeen in the evening, <clears throat> this crane, underneath the stage lifted a white baby grand piano out of underneath the stage over the audience to the west mm -hmm. as elton john started playing don't let the sun go down on me as the sun was setting on the horizon like oh my goodness you know wow how I many know, i know yeah spectacular how many uh that is how many famous like like big people in pop culture have you met through these these ram ranch songs and other songs as well well you know excuse me up up at twitter you know like i was communicating with luke bryan out of nashville and he liked really? the song uh shocks luke you sure are hung your cock so big and so hard <laughs> bulging in your blue jeans <laughs> so luke bryan fucking got the whole and he says, hey, Grant, I love that song, man. <laughs> Fuck, Luke Bryan loves that fucking song. Shucks, Luke, you sure are hung. Your cock so big and so hard. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, like lots of characters. But ultimately, as I was saying, you know, like I was on Sunset Boulevard at the Rainbow having lunch. And who come in and, <clears throat> excuse me, in the video, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, you'll see a sign saying rainbow and you'll see the guys sitting at a booth with stained glass windows well that's at the rainbow on sunset boulevard a very mm -hmm. famous you know club anyway i was in there having lunch one day and who comes in but ringo no way no way ringo and his entourage and they sit at a booth just like out of guns and roses november rain video so that's i go I'm, I'm having lunch man so i go over to ringo and i say ringo i hope i'm not imposing I just want to compliment your genius on the white album. Oh, I got the white album right here. 
The White Album is the double album with green apples. Ah, I love it. And While My Guitar Gently Weeps comes from it. Yeah, it's, one, it's one of my favorites. A masterpiece. A masterpiece. It's a white album with embossed the Beatles, you know, all white. And, and green, sometimes. Yeah, with the green apples and the label on, on the on the records. So so here I am standing there speaking with Ringo fucking Starr. And uh, I say, yeah, I, I say, I'm going to UCLA and I'm writing a script right now about uh, life beyond death. And I say, it's very Dante-esque. And he says, hey, lad, sit down. I'm sitting with fucking Ringo talking about <laughs> my Dante-esque script about life beyond death. And he says, hey, Grant, if you need any help with your soundtrack, you get in touch with me. So Did the you fact ever... Well, I kind of tried to get a hold of him over in the Mediterranean once, but the fact of the matter is, I find, you know, that's like my fans are saying, even today, an hour ago, a couple hours ago, they say, oh, why don't you, you know, do do something with Doja Cat or Drake, you know? The fact is, I'm fucking proud of being an indie artist, and you know, yeah. and I kind of find that the last thing you want is to get tied up with litigation. So you do a song, you, you do a collaboration, and then you start fighting over, hey, well, Spotify made $100,000, you only got 40000 I'm entitled to 60000 because I'm a bigger star than you. You know, fuck that. I don't need that shit. I've worked too hard for where I am, and I just want to have my freedom, man, my independence. Yeah, I, I think indie's the way to go. I think for yeah, you, absolutely. I think you and, absolutely. You okay. and Colton should collaborate on a song together. I would love to. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're so cool, Colton. Grant's too big yeah, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild, wild cowboy. Colton riding in from the range. <laughs> big heart driving cock heart as the rock sticking straight out. Can Ram Ranch 602 got be... Colton in the showers. Ram Ranch Cowboys got Colton in the showers. Up against the wall. <laughs> Can Ram Ranch 602 just only be about Colton? You should have him inspire Ram But, you know, that's what I need, to have freedom. Yeah. Hey, hey, well, hey, listen, Colton is such a cool, you know, young cowboy that he could just be riding in from the range, stripped naked. The Indians have taken all his clothes away, and he's stripped <laughs> naked. <laughs> I would love that. I would be honored. I would be honored. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here with us, Mr. Grant. This is a uh, very honor to have you. So, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm just honored to be able to use technology and creativity to record the songs that I want to record, you know, like to have Doja Cat up at YouTube, you know, doing 18 naked cowboys, you know, like, fuck, that yeah. is so sweet, you know. Did you ever contact her about that? You ever, you ever speak with Doja? Well, you know, like I've, you know, thanked her off of YouTube and it's as if we're communicating back and forth, you know, but uh, I'm just thrilled and honored, you know. So to see her rise to such a degree that she has is pretty amazing. So, you know, yeah. for sure. I, your music has reached so many people. Um, are there any specific interactions you've had with fans or stuff with fans that you'd like to highlight? Mm -hmm. I guess it's Asian Andy, you know, like an ice Poseidon during the early days. And of course, of course, that guy that had the Buddhist hotline, man, fuck. <clears throat> the guy that had the Buddhist hotline was so funny, you know, like if you know who I'm talking about, you know. I'm not sure if I remember. Who is, who is the Buddhist hotline, man? 
oh, oh, this kid out of uh, uh, Chicago. And uh, he had me on a couple of times and just so hilarious, you know, like, uh, mm. yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm just honored, you know, like uh, that, uh, you know, here, here, here I'm going to send you the link of Doja Cat here. Awesome. Here, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like to, to, you know, like to be able to have someone so, so significant as Doja Cat doing this, yeah. you know, during the early part of her career. Well, you'd have to wonder if it inspired her in her music. Yeah, so so it's pretty amazing that you know she's up there at YouTube, you know, doing Al Capello of Ram Ranch. There it is. There, I'm oh, yeah? sending, sending it through to you. Can you see that Doja Cat listening to Ram Ranch? Oh, well, there it is. Yep. If, if you've seen like Doja Cat's earlier earlier work, right at the beginning of her career, you could you could really see she had did a lot of parody ish songs or like. Or like songs that are kind of like yours where she's just having a lot of fun while she's making them. So she definitely could have been inspired by your work and then rose to become this super incredibly popular artist. Well, I can see that she has no barriers whatsoever with her, <laughs> yeah. with her lyrics now. You know, yeah. fuck that. You know, give me that cock. You know, like <laughs> she's letting everything loose. And I just admire her so much for it. And when she fucking did this up at YouTube, you know, I thought, oh, my God, she looks like a 14-year-old girl. I can't even say hello to her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until after a couple of years after that she became starting to become famous. And I said, Oh my God, that's Doja Cat. She did that thing up at YouTube, you know? So I figured, well, now she's over 18. She must be 19. I can say hi to her, you know? (laughs) Here, here she is now, you know, like, and up at Twitter, I say hello to her, you know, like and here and there and back and forth type thing. And Jan Arden and famous people. Now I have, you know, the privilege of, you know, like, uh, Speaking with a lot of colleagues that are, are you know, <laughs> like Drake come in a couple of times up on Instagram and said, hey, how's it going? Just want to say hello to my fans. And half the time, I don't even trust these guys for being real. I said, okay, Drake, I worked on Degrassi first season with Nev did Campbell. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Nev I did. Campbell? <laughs> yeah, I worked with Nev Campbell and Degrassi first generation before Drake got started. That's how Drake actually got started. He was a little yeah, black boy. In the wheelchair. <laughs> Exactly, man. So the fact is, you know, like, hey, that's where he got started. I, I'm a member of Actra, you know, and I've worked on about 200 movies and TV things in Toronto. I worked with Jeremy Irons, you know, <laughs> Madam Butterfly, David Cronenberg. I worked nah, with, David Cronenberg? No way. That's yeah, amazing. man. Yeah, fuck. I have a Jeremy couple Irons. of his movies on my shelf. Yeah, yeah Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. That's, Jeremy that's Irons. Fucking Madam Butterfly. I've worked The Moonstruck with Cher and uh, directed by uh, Norm Jewison. You know, but the fact is, as I say, sometimes, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes, hey, it's like Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, if you can pick up an Academy Award for your music and have the freedom to do what you want to do, sometimes it's more important to have the freedom to make an eight minute song or whatever. Gee whiz, 649 Ram Ranch. <laughs> yeah. So, so exactly. So sometimes to be able to put out like a seven minute song that could catapult you into fame is pretty important, whether it's dark side of the moon or stairway to heaven or whatever. So the creative world onto itself, it's like Eminem eight mile. Eminem won his Academy Award for music, man, you know, and film. Eight Mile was a movie. But the fact was, it was music that inspired the guy, you know, so 
sometimes music ain't too shabby. You know, if it, if you can get your message out in the music industry, man, then hey, and if you can have fun doing it, and and you got to make money. You can't just you know you can't just bang your wall head against the wall and not get paid for it. Yeah, I've been doing my stuff. I mean, I have three songs out. I I should actually have one coming up. Hopefully next week, maybe next Monday. Great, fucking excellent, dude. Um, but I that's what I like about you know being independent is that I have the freedom to say, well, I wrote this thing in my bedroom today. I think I might put it up tomorrow, and that's you know it's free. And there's no absolutely, absolutely, and 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 with today's technology, you know, like uh, it's absolutely brilliant to be able to do it. You know for sure. Excuse me, but ultimately, you know, like you got to build your fan base and create an income. You know, like that, that you're getting, hey, that, we, we learned that I'm a member of ACTRA, which is our acting yep. union. And I've worked in so many movie sets that, you know, like at 2.30 in the morning, the producer's there with a stack of $100 bills and doesn't give you a goddamn cent, you know? Yeah. So the fact of the matter is that's why we have a union. And, you know, like for me to go up and work at to minus 30 degrees up a Kelso mountain or something, we've got our union up there with the heating mechanisms and food to make sure we're looked after. So just try not to bang your head against the wall too many times and not get paid for it. You know, hey, don't be ashamed to, to become a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ask Drake. Fucking Drake has got a 767 fucking jet. He just built himself a $100 million palace. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Was, so the fact, yeah, yeah. You ask Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes and the boys, you know, let alone, you know, Beyonce and, you know, like the big, the big league people, you know, how they're doing and, you know, how many billion they've made, you know. So you got to, you got to try to cue into, to the financial sector, you know, particularly as an indie artist, you got to look at it as if that's your production company. You got to, you know, hone in and try to, you know, have an income of several million bucks a year, you know, or hundred. There's, there's a, a you never know. There's a musician I like, um, and he's put out. He's very prolific, similar to you, but he's, he's actually managed to. I, th I think he's got a little bit less quality, but he's been doing it since the '90s, and he has, I think, about three thousand albums out, over fifteen songs on each one. And he has got... Um, What's his name? What's his name? His name is Viper. His most popular song. It's, it's I've heard, I've heard some, Yeah, I've heard someone yeah. mention Viper. The old cowards don't even smoke crack. And he makes songs about just just what he likes, uh, which tends to be crack. And, uh, you know, all the power to him. For sure. For sure. But, you know, ugh, excuse me. Ultimately, man, I want to make a statement. I want, you know, gay rights. I, I want yeah. to stand up for eroticism and having fun. You know, come yeah. a flowing, come a flowing, come a flowing. Shots need to share our home. Please, sir, feed me more, God. Please, sir. Like, like that, hey, man, that's like the cornerstone of my fucking lyrical fucking yeah. happiness. That. And it's good. Yeah, please, sir, feed me more, come. Please, sir. And, and I appreciate that it, you know, it, it does stand up for something. It has a message. It, it you know... It's really standing for something, and it's doing something. I think that a lot of people can use Ram Ranch, and, you know, they can have a lot of fun with it, you know, hearing, you know, the most vulgar lyrics that you could possibly imagine, but then also being able to be comfy in their own skin and be like, you know, well, I'm going to go out and play Ram Ranch tonight at a bar on a, on a tune, uh, one of the, what is the jukebox, the AMI jukebox, jukebox. 
Absolutely, man. You know, like, and as you were alluding to, you got that, uh, you know, app on your on your iPhone, yeah. which I have. I can play, excuse me, like I've got, you know, like a, a hundred and some songs on the AMI jukeboxes all around America and Canada. I've uh, touch tunes once. I know, man. Like I can go on my iPhone to my AMI app and I can play Ram Ranch, and which I've done in Sacramento, California. I have <laughs> played fucking Gavin Newsom in Sacramento, man, on fucking clubs, man. And I can see, I can see that it's playing three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and then it stops. They fucking shut it down. That's <laughs> Sacramento. Fair. I played my songs in fucking New York and L.A. and all over America, man. Fuck. Yeah. There, there were some buddies, you know, like in Mountain New Brunswick having a birthday party. And here I am tapping away, playing the fucking music on the AMI jukebox. Fuck. I had some credits. I actually played it a little bit ago. They took away my credits. So now I can't. I was going to try and play one at a bar. Hey, thanks, man. That is yeah. so cool. I appreciate that. That's so nice of you, man. But to be able to tap. Hey, Sean and I went into a steakhouse up here in, in your York University, and here I was playing fucking songs. And this father comes in with his like a 14 year old son and uh, 18 naked cowboys and big hearts throbbing cock. And nobody knows who's fucking playing it. The waitresses yeah. are bringing food to your table and you're on your iphone playing the music <laughs> have you ever considered um you ever considered mixing you know you've talked about movies and how you used to be involved in, in that and have you ever considered you know you can make perhaps like a musical or something if you want to combine your things you can make one about you know getty oil and that whole fiasco or perhaps hey, like hey, a, hey, a listen, ram ranch cinematic universe hey 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 i'm up at imdb i've got the i've got the 78 fucking dvds out man up at amazon i've got Here. the 14 hardcover books i've got more dvd i have a six disc set for ram ranch i have a six disc set for sean at sean.xxx you know eroticism fucking music uh, ram ranch songs all through the dvds yep. you know yeah, man, uh, technology, you just let me have my computer programs and, uh, you know, camera work. and Fuck, absolutely. I'll have to but, buy some of those. Thank you. But ultimately, man, you know, like to have the freedom to create music, you know, like, fuck, I'm so honored. I'm honored for my fans to say, you know, you're the voice of our generation, you know, and stuff like that. Fuck, I, yeah. I'm so honored, man. Fuck. It is an honor. Oh. It's an honor to talk to you, Grant. Um, I'm glad that you came on. Very oh, glad. dude, dude, you know, like, as I say, you know, I've been fucking down to L.A., through Arizona, into Texas, man. I'm from Arizona. I know, and I've been yeah. to Key West, Florida, New Orleans, Mardi Gras, Dallas, and Houston, man, all the way up to Paris many times, down to Rome, and up into northern Scotland. And yeah. London, man, many, many, many times to London. I, I'm just from the east coast of Canada, Prince Edward Island, man. So I'm honored to have put the big oil deal together in New York. But it was the foundation for all of the music because that was my first song. I earned the Gettys a billion bucks. The way they treat me really sucks. Yeah. All the Getty museums at the top Malibu. The corpses of World War II scream, J.P. Getty, we know you. Yeah. So to be able to use that foundation of rap excuse me like cash is clay laid the foundation for us rappers man yeah you know Fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee that like structure bee. exactly man that is the whole nucleus of rap man you yeah. know so that gave me my first song and that gave me 
the confidence to believe that it was a, a, a song onto itself. So that's what rap has done, man. It has yeah. established, you know, the Beastie Boys and Eminem to be able to to have credibility in the music industry. So, okay, guys, listen, I just thought I'd do this interview with you guys. Yeah. Well, and uh, just honored, honored, honored. We're honored to have you on. You, you really are a legend. Have been a legend at at my um, in my life at least, and oh, friends that I know. So, oh really damn, that is such on. an honor for you to say that. And Kay, there, you know, yeah. Colton, it is it just such an honor to be able to thank my fans out there. You know, thank you. And you just know that uh, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sometimes, when you stand up for for your rights, you get stuff thrown at you. It's just like the Republicans at the Supreme Court in the United States. I, I feel for you people down there because in Canada we have our rights instilled, and they can't take them away. So the, yeah. I live in Canada, the greatest country in the goddamn world. If the United States is collapsing because of religious corruption, then it's shameful. And yeah. to see these fucking pricks in the Supreme Court do this, you know, it's just disgraceful. So, you know, uh, you know, it's up to you guys to stand up and vote Democrat, you know, like gee whiz, and get yeah. rid of these these nasty fucking crazed religious nutcases, you know, that are taking yeah. your rights that are taking your rights away. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm really glad that you uh, came on and said what you wanted to say and really stood up for what you believe in. Well, as I say, if you go to iTunes or Spotify or YouTube music and, and just put in be proud by mm -hmm. Grant McDonald and listen to those lyrics, man, you know, like uh, be proud of who you are and fuck a religion, man. That's just all bullshit. You know, book of hate, it should be banned. You know, that, that's nothing but a book of terrorism. Yeah, and it's all BS. And Einstein said and wrote, he said, "I, as a Jew, am not chosen, and the Bible is nothing but a book of fables." And that was fucking Einstein. Yeah, yeah. So he fucking knew it. And uh, for the Torah to have instilled such BS that was taken out of context, and when it was written in Leviticus, it was directed to the rabbinical rules and priestly rules and taken out of context for all of these years. And, you know, the fucking shithead, you know, religious lunatics like the Pope and that. I got a beautiful letter back from the Archbishop of uh, Canterbury siding in with my views and saying, you know, he is totally against homophobia and you know they they know that all this religion is bullshit man concocted by man concocted by man you know and that civilization goes back millions of years you know so it's all fucking bullshit yeah, yeah. that's like you know jesus when he was fucking parading around his fucking first cousin john the baptist said he was the messiah you know so if you've seen the movie life of brian I love, I love life. <laughs> oh, life of Brian is so fucking good. Okay, so I am the Messiah now. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that basically summarizes it all, man. Fuck. Yeah. And you know that uh, George Harrison actually produced that. Financed thing, it. Yeah, yeah I love George. I got, uh, I have it right here, actually. This All Things Must Pass box set. Oh, wow. I can't recommend enough. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, eight vinyls, I think. And it's, it's, well, it just goes to show that, you know, here was George Harrison, the low keyed lead guitarist for fuck's sake, John Lennon and fucking Paul McCartney, 
you know, yap, yap, yap and writing masterpieces, you know, like yesterday, you know, masterpieces, of course, you know, I want to hold your hand, you know, just brilliant stuff. But George Harrison was there just, you know, low key lead guitarist, man, fuck. And then, of course, you know, Ringo is such a sweet guy, man. You would just Ringo's never, oh, 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 you would never believe how nice of a guy that guy is, you know. I gotta meet Ringo. Pardon? I gotta meet Ringo. I've always oh, wanted to oh, meet him. Oh, guy. for me to, yeah, for me to have met him was one of the greatest honors of my life, you know. Yeah. So, so, so for sure. So, but, you know, inspiration for sure, but to have come through Hollywood and Wall Street and Paris and Milano and Firenze and Dante and Rodin, to have been inspired by these great people who left something in the world like The Thinker and The Gates of Hell and, uh, you know, like uh, Divine Comedy. So our generation, you know, when we look back at Eminem, Eminem is, is to me a cutting edge character, man, you know. You know, for him to pick up that Academy Award, this little guy out of Detroit, you know, that, that says a lot. And of course, Bruce Springsteen to do the soundtrack for Philadelphia and Elton John, you know, like these are cornerstone musicians who deserve so much praise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Colton, Colton, you know, you just hold your head up high in the music industry, man, and stick Thank with you. it. And Thank just you. fuck, yeah, and just know, you know, start writing some heavy lyrics about your freedom and, and you know, principles in life right now. And, <clears throat> excuse me, do something that is, you know, really, really heavy stuff, you know, standing up for, for your love between your buddies or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, and and your fans, your fans will see it. Your fans will, will know it. You know, it's like me, man. My, my true fans that go back to Camaro Cowboy and Oil Rigger Boy. Yeah, Oil Rigger Boy. Take off that hard hat and oil up that butthole. I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Like, they have fun with the music. Yeah. <laughs> to have fun with the music. And this is precisely it, too, to have the freedom to, to release stuff now. You know, like, and, and that's the indie freedom uh, that we have. You know, like, we don't have to clear it with the corner fucking executive at Universal. Says, oh, no, you can't, re you can't release that. You're fucking Prince Harry. You can't do that. Fuck you, dude. I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> you know? So to have this freedom is such a fucking privilege, man. Yo. Yeah. So, yeah, but you sound as if you've got, you know, like a, a lot of, you know, talents. So just put it Thank together, you. man, and, and keep you. it going. Keep it going like Bob Thank Dylan, you. man, fucking Bob Dylan, you know, and these characters who have longevity and they just stick with it, man. Fuck, you know, so, so like Tool, Maynard and Tool, <clears throat> Maynard, I've seen Tool several times. Oh, yeah. And a perfect and a perfect circle on Pusiver. Maynard to me right now, and Danny on drums. You know, I was playing some Tool earlier today. Oh, you yeah. know, Fear and Oculum. You know, like and just the brilliance of Danny on the fucking drums. You know, and Maynard. Yeah. So to go to a to go, to go to a Tool show, you know, like for example, the last Tool show I saw here in Toronto was on the waterfront, and you're walking along, you know, a nice sunny evening. And you're walking along the Prevo buses, the great Prevo buses with Tool on it. And you're walking by the 7th bus and the 8th bus and the 10th bus and the 11th bus and the 12th bus. All great Prevo buses, million-dollar buses with Tool on the side. And there's 14 tractor trailers. And you're in the dark, and all of a sudden you hear the first sound of fucking Tool. 
and three hours later you're just blown totally fucking away you know and maynard keenan is a mcdonald's by the way is he really yes he is man the keenans are from the mcdonald clan but that hey listen great. Yeah, listen, Tool is so fucking good. And Metallica, I've seen Metallica many, many times. You know, trust I seek and I find in you, you know. But I kind of found, you know, you know, hey, Tool is far superior. Tool is Tool is top shelf, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, Colton, you just, you know, persevere. Fucking do your music. And sometimes you can, you know, do something that's cutting edge that all of a sudden gets some attention. And they say, fuck, this is about, you know, like this boy is being fucked by a tribe of Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Colton's been fucked by a tri tribe of Indians and tied up and they're just ready to scalp them. And the Indians have huge hard cocks and you're sucking their cocks and they let you go. <laughs> yeah, man, do something like so fucking much fun that you just fucking you know you're fucking right dude and you're in arizona there's all kinds yeah. of tribes down there man yeah. <laughs> dude <laughs> have fun with it man have fun you know fuck <laughs> for sure well, I, I hope you keep doing what you're doing grant thank you yeah, it's been an thank honor you. thank been you an for honor being talking on to you the we'd love thank to have you back man, on okay and uh Kay, you check out that song uh Tyler's big cumcock because it's about uh, two lesbians. Hey, what it is, <laughs> Tyler is fucking around with his frat boys at the frat house, and his girlfriend is fucking around with her girlfriend. <laughs> so Tyler's big cumcock is about that was the first lesbian song I did. Then the other one was, of course, about Kate and Meg and fooling around out at Riven Rock while Prince Harry's being butt fucked by 40 naked <laughs> with four, 12 inch cocks hurt as rocks. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, listen, man, I'm just honored that I'm having fun with the music and, you know, in a creative world that, you know, and with technology that allows me to do this. So, and thank you to all my fans out there, Discord Techie Boys, all my fans around the world. I'm honored. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Grant, so much. It's been an honor. Hey, thank you. Colton and Dan and Kay, it's been an honor to speak with such brilliant techies. And, uh, you know, it's just creative minds, so I'm honored to be here. And uh, thank you for doing the interview, and uh, best to all my fans out there, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All thank right. you, Grant. Hey, boy. All, all right. right. Thank you. Thank you.